Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the story of Hippo's Big Splash. It's a story of how a hippo learned to jump into the river and made a friend along the way. It was a very hot day, and Hippo was cooling himself in the river. Only the top of his head and his two eyes stuck out of the water. Suddenly, his two eyes spied movement along the rocks on the river's edge. A green stick moved over the rocks. It was Gecko again. He went from rock to rock, ledge to ledge, and lizard to lizard. The lizards were sunning themselves on the rocks. Some waved to Gecko as he passed. Others didn't move or even say a word. And some voiced what they all thought. You're crazy! Gecko was strange. He was always moving, even at midday. The lizards climbed over the rocks and played in the river too, but only in the morning, never at midday. Midday was for lying on the rocks, not moving. It was way too hot then. Midday moving wasn't the only way Gecko was strange. He leaped into the river from way too high. He climbed up to the top of the rock cliff and then leaped out into the middle of the river. The lizards never did that. It was way too scary, way too dangerous, and way too much effort. Why go way up there when it was just as fun down here? And why jump out into the middle of the river? It's way too cold there. Soon, Gecko was at the cliff top, looking over the edge. He saw the river below him. Hippo looked up at Gecko from his spot in the river and wondered, How big a splash will Gecko make today? Gecko walked backwards until he was out of Hippo's sight. Seconds later, Hippo saw Gecko leap straight out from the ledge and fall towards the river. Hippo kept watching Gecko fall until he noticed Gecko was falling towards him. Hippo closed his eyes and braced for impact. Splash! Gecko landed about a foot in front of Hippo. Water from the splash rushed up over Hippo's head and fell down on his eyes. By the time Hippo shook his head and opened his eyes, Gecko was already swimming back to the river shore. I'm going to have a talk with him, Hippo told himself, and he started following Gecko to the river shore. Once Gecko made it to shore, he climbed out of the water and onto a warm, flat rock in the sun. He lied down on the rock, closed his eyes, and imagined himself leaping even farther the next time, maybe even hitting those two white bubbles on the river. Just when Gecko was about to fall asleep, he heard a loud, Excuse me. He opened his eyes a crack and saw two white bubbles staring back at him. Am I dreaming? he asked himself. You made a big splash!
the loud voice continued. Gecko opened his eyes wider. He then saw a huge hippo glaring down at him. Gecko jumped up and hid himself behind another rock. I'm sorry, he said meekly. I didn't know those bubbles were you. I want to make a big splash too, Hippo continued. You what? I want to make a big splash too. Gecko stepped out from the rock. You? Yes, me. You are huge, and you can't make a big splash? No, I'm surprised. I thought you'd make a huge splash. I've never made a splash before. Never? I always just walk into the water. No splashes there. Oh, you have to jump into the water if you want to make a splash. Will you teach me? You don't know how to jump? No, some say hippos can't jump, even my dad. Have you tried? To tell you the truth, I'm a little scared. I didn't think huge guys like you were scared of anything. Everyone's scared of something. What are you scared of? You! Me? Hippo laughed. You! And swimming across the river, Gecko continued. Even though I really want to cross the river. If you teach me how to make a big splash, I'll give you a ride across the river. Really? Yes. It's a deal. Okay, let's go jump. Not now. Why? Because I have to figure out how and where we're going to do this. But I just saw you jump and make a big splash in the river. You made it look easy. The place I jump from works for me, but it will never work for you, explained Gecko. We have to find your special place. My special place? Yes. Do I have one? I think so, but we have to find it first. What if we can't find it? Hippo asked. Don't worry. We'll find it, Gecko reassured him. Okay, see you tomorrow, Gecko called out as he turned to leave. See you tomorrow, Hippo called back, then walked into the river. Hippo was already at the river's edge when Gecko arrived the next morning. Several lizards were also there, claiming warm rocks for the day. Gecko walked up beside Hippo and stared at him for a bit. Hippo had a big frown on his face as he stood looking up at the rock cliff. Good morning, Gecko greeted him. You wake up on the wrong side of the river? Hey, Hippo responded. Just looking up at the cliff. The path is so steep, I'll never make it up that. You're right, you won't, Gecko agreed. I'll never make a big splash. I didn't say that. How can I make a big splash if I can't climb up a cliff? Hippo asked. Your spot doesn't have a cliff. It doesn't? No. Where is it? Hippo asked. Gecko turned and pointed with his tail, then said, Do you see the ledge at the bend in the river? Hippo turned his head and looked down the river. There? He asked 
with a puzzled look on his face. There, Gecko repeated and shook his head up and down. But I never see anyone jump from there, he complained. That's because it's your spot. But no one jumped from the rock cliff until I did. That's true, and no one has since either. Okay, then. But it's not very high. I won't make a big splash from there. Trust me, you'll make a big splash. How do you know? I know. Will the lizards see me? They'll both see and hear you. Okay, I guess it's better than standing in the river watching you and the lizards jump. Okay, then, let's go check it out. Hippo then followed Gecko down the river. Gecko and Hippo walked downriver to a sandy embankment below the ledge. Several antelope were sipping water from the river, but ran away as Gecko and Hippo approached. They ran to a trail between some trees on the other side of the sand. Follow the antelope, Gecko instructed. The trail splits in two. One heads to a meadow and the other to the top of the ledge. I've seen antelope looking over the ledge, Hippo said. Yes, they love it up there, Gecko added. The antelope I talked to yesterday said the best grass is grown up there. The antelope talked to you? Yes, they always run away from me, just like the lizards. Gecko didn't know what to say. Hippo sounded sad, and he wanted to cheer him up. You hungry? You want to sample some of that best grass? Yes, I'm starving. Let's go! Hiking up to the ledge was easy for Gecko, but hard for Hippo. Hippo stopped to rest several times on the way up. Gecko encouraged him each time. After three, you can do it, and four, you're almost there. They walked out onto a grassy field. It was covered with grass and dandelions all the way to the ledge at the far end. Several antelope were eating the grass and dandelions. As Hippo walked to the middle of the meadow, they ran away into some trees. Look, Hippo, dandelions, Gecko shouted as he held one up in his hand. That looks like it will tickle my tongue, Hippo said. Perhaps, but they're very tasty. Mix it with some grass. Gecko then placed the dandelion on the grass in front of Hippo. Hippo hesitated and then lapped up the dandelion with a bit of grass. Mmm, it's yummy. I'm glad, Gecko said. Aren't you going to have any? I prefer my dandelions with flies, Gecko said. I'm going to wait until a fly lands on that one. Gecko waited a few minutes and then shot out his tongue and swallowed the fly and dandelion together. Mmm, he said. Oh, Hippo cried out. Gecko looked at him and then smiled. Want some more? Oh, yes, Hippo said. I've never had dandelions before, and you're right. They're very tasty. Hippo and Gecko ate, rested, and talked until early afternoon. Okay, now, I'm getting hot, Gecko exclaimed. It's time. 
Time for the big splash? Oh, no, not yet. Not yet? No, Gecko said. It's time to go. To go? Hippo echoed. Why not jump? Coming to this spot is just the first step. First step? There's more? Meet me at the edge, Gecko said as he stepped forward to the edge. Hippo followed him and met him at the edge. Look down, Gecko continued. What do you see? The river. What else? Rocks. Lizards on the rocks. Water. What's under the water? I don't know. Precisely. We have to look under the water. Why? You wouldn't jump on a pile of rocks, would you? No. Well, there could be rocks just under the surface of the water. Oh, I didn't think of that. I know, Gecko teased. You're jump first and think later. Now, I think there's rocks all over down there. Don't worry, Gecko reassured him. We'll find a spot that doesn't have any. That's the next step. Just a spot? Yes, and you'll have to aim for it. Aim for it? Hippo exclaimed. Oh, yes. What if I miss? Then I feel sorry for the rocks. Gecko, that's not very nice. Don't worry. You won't miss. How do you know? Hippo asked. Because that's the third step. The third step? Yes, we practice. Practice? Just the thought of practice makes me hungry, Hippo said. Me too, Gecko admitted. And I know a place where there are some wild strawberries. What are we waiting for? Hippo shouted. Gecko then led Hippo down the trail to the wild strawberries. The next morning, Hippo and Gecko went to the river bend. Hippo looked across the river towards the ledge. Look, he called out. The fish are jumping. That's always a good sign. That there are no rocks? No, Gecko replied. That there are flies. Yum! Hippo scrunched up his nose and then changed the subject. Time to look for rocks, he said. You swim ahead and then I'll catch up. Um, Hippo, Gecko started and then waited until Hippo looked at him. I can't swim that far. Hippo was shocked. What? But you jump in the river. Only from the rock cliff. That's the highest point. The current below the cliff flows straight to the river banks. So? So, I just hold my breath till I surface and then swim float to the bank. Is that why it's your spot? Yes. If I jumped from your ledge, who knows where I'd end up downstream. Aren't you afraid that might still happen from your cliff? A little, but if I jump far enough, the current will take me to the bank on the other side. Oh. Anyways, Gecko continued, if you swim out, I'll ride on top of your head. Practice for after your big splash. Um, Gecko, Hippo said. Yes? I can't swim. What? Gecko shouted. You're in the river all the time. I walk on the river bottom. 
and hold my breath for a long time. And how do you propose to swim me across the river? We'd cross at the wide part of the river. It's not deep in the middle. I walk all the way across without my head ever going under the water. Oh, I never said that I would swim you across, only that I'd give you a ride. That sounds good, but I think you'll have to check for rocks on your own. How long can you hold your breath? Two, maybe three minutes. How about I just stay under for two minutes at a time? I don't know about that. You can pull my ears whenever you want to come up. Okay, I'll try, but we'll have to practice first. Practice always makes me hungry, and if I'm hungry, I know wild strawberries later. Hippo then walked with Gecko on his head into the river. Ready? Hippo asked. Ready, Gecko said with a tremor. Hippo submerged, but after ten seconds, felt a sharp tug on his ear. He quickly resurfaced. That was quick. Made it, Gecko shouted. Did you see any rocks? My eyes were closed. Let's try again. Only this time, stay down longer and open your eyes. Hippo submerged again. This time, Gecko lasted a whole minute and opened his eyes. He was amazed. There was so much to see under the water. Colorful fish, sea grasses, frogs, and rocks. Hippo and Gecko submerged again and again until Gecko made a map in his head. It showed places with rocks and places without rocks. Soon, Gecko announced, This spot works. Look around and remember the landmarks halfway between the banana tree and the tree with the crane's nest. You sure this is a good spot? Yes, it's almost perfect. Almost, Hippo wondered. Anything I should know? Yes, seven feet. Don't forget, seven feet. Seven feet? You have to jump out seven feet to clear the rocks. Seven feet? I can't jump seven feet. I can't jump. Did I say jump? I meant leap. What's the difference? When you jump, you just jump. But when you leap, you take a running start. How is that different? Your speed propels you out. What if I can't run fast enough? Don't worry. We'll practice. I'll worry until I jump seven feet. Okay. Hippo looked around. But where do we practice? You'll see tomorrow. In the meantime, are you hungry? I'm always hungry. Strawberry time! Strawberry time! Hippo and Gecko met again the next morning. Look here, Gecko said. Hippo looked over another ledge. This one looked down on a sandy beach next to a creek. The beach was about four feet lower. What's this? he asked. It's your practice area. Practice area? Yes. You run across the grass here, leap out, and land in the sand. Will it hurt? No, the sand is soft. You go first. Okay, but then you follow. Only if you make it. 
don't worry, Gecko said. He then walked back ten feet, turned around, and ran over the ledge. Hippo waited for a scream, but he didn't hear any. He then walked up to the ledge and peeked over. Gecko waved back at him. Okay, your turn, he yelled. Hippo walked back over the grass, turned around, and then ran towards the ledge. He closed his eyes and ran over the ledge. Boom! He landed in the sand, and sand filled the air. Hachoo! It even filled his nose. You did it! Gecko screamed. How far did I go? Hippo asked. About three feet. Is that all? Three feet is good. It's not even halfway to seven feet. But it's only your first try. I'll never get to seven feet. You will. You just have to practice. How do you know? Because it's how I learned to run on water. You can't run on water. Can too. No way. Show me. Gecko walked to the creek, then ran out over the top of the creek, did a small turn, and came back. Hippo was astonished. Now I've seen everything, he said. Almost, Gecko replied. What haven't I seen? Yourself. Leap seven feet. Not yet. Hippo then turned and walked up the path towards the ledge to try again. Hippo leaped several more times that afternoon. He leaped a little farther each time. When he got to five feet, Gecko said, That's enough for today. But practice makes me more than hungry, Hippo remarked. It makes me perfect. We don't need you to be perfect. We just need you to leap seven feet. One more time, Hippo pleaded. No, that's it, Gecko insisted. I don't want you to get hurt. One more time won't hurt. Maybe, but I also don't want you to be too sore to practice tomorrow. Oh, okay, if you insist. Hippo, Gecko continued, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Why do you want to make a big splash so much? I want the lizards to like me. You think that by making a big splash, they will like you? Yes. Well, you will be putting yourself out there. You don't think that they will like me if I make a big splash? They'll notice you, but that's not the same thing as liking. Oh. But it's a good first step. With you, it's always about steps. It's the way my mama taught me. She taught you to run on water? Among other things. What things? Come, I'll tell you over some wild strawberries. Hippo and Gecko practiced again and again for six more days until Hippo was leaping over seven feet every time. Finally, Gecko said, You are ready, Hippo. Tomorrow you can make a big splash. Tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. I thought this day would never come. Tomorrow came quickly, almost too quickly. Hippo looked over the ledge, 
I don't know if I can do this, he said loudly. Of course you can, Gecko encouraged him. You leap over seven feet. It's scarier from up here. It is, but still, you can do it. You sure? Yes, just remember your landmarks. Halfway between the banana tree and the tree with the crane's nest? Do you see the spot? Yes. Aim for that. Okay. I'll meet you at the bottom, Gecko said as he turned to walk down the path. You're not leaping with me? No, this is your spot, not mine. Sorry, I forgot. It's also your splash to make, not mine. Oh. I will watch from below, along with the lizards. Now I'm really scared. You'll do fine. Just run, aim, and leap. Run, aim, and leap. And Hippo? Yes. The water's softer than the sand. It is? Yes. Okay. Now, let me hear you. Run, aim, and leap. That's it. See you soon, Gecko shouted, and then ran down the path. Hippo waited until he could see Gecko looking up at him from the river bank. He took a deep breath. Run, aim, leap, he told himself. Then he saw several lizards gathered beside Gecko. Hippo took another deep breath. Run, aim, leap, he told himself again. Next, he walked back over the grass and turned around. He took one last deep breath and then shouted, Run! as he trotted towards the ledge. He saw his landmarks when he approached the ledge. Aim! he shouted as he positioned himself halfway between the banana tree and the crane's nest. Leap! he shouted as he went over the ledge. Sploosh! Water cascaded ten feet up in the air. Waves crashed across the river and up onto Gecko and the lizards. Then the water was calm and smooth, but no sign of Hippo. Gecko stared at the river and waited and waited. His heart raced until he saw Hippo's two eyes poke out of the water. Gecko waited a little while longer until Hippo was close enough. Gecko then ran over the water to meet him. Gecko high-fived Hippo's ear. You did it! I did, Hippo said. He then looked over at the river bank and smiled when he saw the lizards waving their tails at him. The lizards seem to like it too, he added. Yes, they will be happy to greet you. Hippo then looked at Gecko, who was gazing at the other side of the river, distracted. Gecko? Yes? Why do you want to cross the river? To see my mom, Gecko said, then added, I got washed away to this side of the river during a big storm. Hippo stopped. I'm sorry. I should have asked sooner. He then turned. Where are we going? 
Gecko asked. Down the river to the wide spot. Don't you want to celebrate with the lizards? No, I think you have waited long enough. And that is how Hippo made a big splash and became best friends with Gecko. He also made an even bigger splash. The lizards saw and heard how Hippo walked Gecko across the river. They, too, were separated from their families. Now, instead of running away whenever Hippo appeared, they ran up to him, asking for rides. Hippo always said yes, and the lizards rode on his back, splashing in the water as they crossed the river. The lizards even said that Hippo was their hero. They called him the Splash. Thank you for listening to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. If it speaks to your spirit and calms your inner voice, please consider subscribing. It helps others find the podcast. Also, consider sharing it with your family and friends. Until next time, sweet dreams. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out.
Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of 
of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. On warm summer nights, bedtime comes later, but it always comes sooner than Stella wants. Stella's dad, Ryan, just finished tucking Stella into bed. Do you want me to close the window? he asked. No, that's okay, Stella said. I'd like to sleep with it open. That's new, Stella's dad remarked. You sure? I see a hole in the screen. I'm sure. Okay, I'll just run down to the garage and get some duct tape, he called out as he stepped outside the door. Back in a minute. It took him three minutes, but he was still so quick he got back before Stella got out of bed. Oh, good. You're still in bed, he commented when he ran back in through the door. He soon taped up the hole and turned to Stella. That'll do it, he said. That should keep the bed bugs out. But I like bed bugs, Stella shouted. 
You do, her dad said. Even the ones that hug you? He then leaned forward and gave her a big hug. I do, she said. I call those hug bugs. Ryan laughed and then got up and walked to the bedroom door. How about the light? He asked with a hand on the light switch. Lights out, Stella answered with a giggle. Lights out. That's new too, her dad said. Stella smiled and shook her head up and down. I'm proud of you, her dad continued. You're growing up. Ryan then turned out the light and closed the door. He walked down the hall and sighed, thinking to himself, putting Stella to bed is getting a little too easy. On warm summer nights, bedtime comes later, but it always comes sooner than Stella wants. Stella's dad, Ryan, just finished tucking Stella into bed. Do you want me to close the window? He asked. No, that's okay, Stella said. I'd like to sleep with it open. That's new, Stella's dad remarked. You sure? I see a hole in the screen. I'm sure. Okay, I'll just run down to the garage and get some duct tape, he called out as he stepped outside the door. Back in a minute. It took him three minutes, but he was still so quick he got back before Stella got out of bed. Oh, good. You're still in bed, he commented when he ran back in through the door. He soon taped up the hole and turned to Stella. That'll do it, he said. That should keep the bed bugs out. But I like bed bugs, Stella shouted. You do, her dad said. Even the ones that hug you? He then leaned forward and gave her a big hug. I do, she said. I call those hug bugs. Ryan laughed and then got up and walked to the bedroom door. How about the light? He asked with a hand on the light switch. Lights out, Stella answered with a giggle. Lights out. That's new too, her dad said. Stella smiled and shook her head up and down. I'm proud of you, her dad continued. You're growing up. Ryan then turned out the light and closed the door. He walked down the hall and sighed, thinking to himself, putting Stella to bed is getting a little too easy. On warm summer nights, bedtime comes later, but it always comes sooner than Stella wants. Stella's dad, Ryan, just finished tucking Stella into bed. Do you want me to close the window? He asked. No, that's okay, Stella said. I'd like to sleep with it open. That's new, Stella's dad remarked. You sure? I see a hole in the screen. I'm sure. Okay, I'll just run down to the garage and get some duct tape, he called out as he stepped outside the door. Back in a minute. It took him three minutes, but he was still so quick he got back before Stella got out of bed. Oh, good. You're still in bed, he commented when he ran back in through the door. He soon taped up the hole and turned to Stella. That'll do it, he said. That should keep the bed bugs out. But I like bed bugs, Stella shouted. You do, her dad said. Even the ones that hug you? He then leaned forward and gave her a big hug. I do, she said. I call those hug bugs. Ryan laughed and then got up and walked to the bedroom door. How about the light? He asked with a hand on the light switch. 
Lights out, Stella answered with a giggle. Lights out. That's new, too, her dad said. Stella smiled and shook her head up and down. I'm proud of you, her dad continued. You're growing up. Ryan then turned out the light and closed the door. He walked down the hall and sighed, thinking to himself, putting Stella to bed is getting a little too easy. On warm summer nights, bedtime comes later, but it always comes sooner than Stella wants. Stella's dad, Ryan, just finished tucking Stella into bed. Do you want me to close the window? he asked. No, that's okay, Stella said. I'd like to sleep with it open. That's new, Stella's dad remarked. You sure? I see a hole in the screen. I'm sure. Okay, I'll just run down to the garage and get some duct tape, he called out as he stepped outside the door. Back in a minute. It took him three minutes, but he was still so quick he got back before Stella got out of bed. Oh, good. You're still in bed, he commented when he ran back in through the door. He soon taped up the hole and turned to Stella. That'll do it, he said. That should keep the bed bugs out. But I like bed bugs, Stella shouted. You do, her dad said. Even the ones that hug you? He then leaned forward and gave her a big hug. I do, she said. I call those hug bugs. Ryan laughed and then got up and walked to the bedroom door. How about the light? He asked with a hand on the light switch. Lights out, Stella answered with a giggle. Lights out. That's new too, her dad said. Stella smiled and shook her head up and down. I'm proud of you, her dad continued. You're growing up. Ryan then turned out the light and closed the door. He walked down the hall and sighed, thinking to himself, putting Stella to bed is getting a little too easy. On warm summer nights, bedtime comes later, but it always comes sooner than Stella wants. Stella's dad, Ryan, just finished tucking Stella into bed. Do you want me to close the window? He asked. No, that's okay, Stella said. I'd like to sleep with it open. That's new, Stella's dad remarked. You sure? I see a hole in the screen. I'm sure. Okay, I'll just run down to the garage and get some duct tape. He called out as he stepped outside the door. Back in a minute. It took him three minutes, but he was still so quick he got back before Stella got out of bed. Oh, good. You're still in bed, he commented when he ran back in through the door. He soon taped up the hole and turned to Stella. That'll do it, he said. That should keep the bed bugs out. But I like bed bugs, Stella shouted. You do, her dad said. Even the ones that hug you? He then leaned forward and gave her a big hug. I do, she said. I call those hug bugs. Ryan laughed and then got up and walked to the bedroom door. How about the light? He asked with a hand on the light switch. Lights out, Stella answered with a giggle. Lights out. That's new too, her dad said. Stella smiled and shook her head up and down. I'm proud of you, her dad continued. You're growing up. Ryan then turned out the light and closed the door. He walked down the hall and sighed, 
thinking to himself, putting Stella to bed is getting a little too easy. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the lights out its bedtime story. It's a story of a young girl learning to go to sleep with the lights out. Thank you.